I'm telling you, man. Hey, fam. Welcome back to yet another episode of I'm Telling You. I'm telling you. Elthil is in the house. The green room was effective. We got me, Philly D. Mr. Gemini. Lookity clack a fact check of Miss JD. Yeah, and as always, please reach out to us. You can hit us up. Uh, actually, uh, you can get all three of us at either ity at directionsandmusic.org or now we also have the humans. The humans. At itystudios.com, which is, yeah, T-H-E-H-U-M-A-N-S at itystudios.com. Yeah, uh, or you can get us individually still. You can get G-E-M-I-N-I at directionsandmusic.org. Bleep, 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 bleep. Yeah, or Philly D, P-H-Y, double L, P- P-H-I double L-Y on the Dude. green room was so effective. You have no idea. Uh, but yeah, uh, you first time listeners, uh, this is a uh, 30 year plus conversation between me Dude. and my bestest friend ever doing dad quotes, movie jokes and talking to anybody and everyone. You know, if you want to feel human, come see us. This is how we roll. This is the way it is. And always lately we get guests in the house and we got one of our bestest ever because he's been on before. This is the re-return with Mr. Larry Hankin. Dude, the man, the myth, the legend, the white Morgan Freeman, as I coined it the last time, because you're in more stuff than him. You're you're putting him to shame, bro. Yeah, people. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, that's that guy. That is that guy. Yeah. There you go. That's better. Yeah. I can handle that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the one that coined it. I'll take all the blame on that one. But yeah, you, Larry Hankin, welcome back, my friend. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm I'm fine now. After that introduction, I can, I can leave right now. <laughs> I'm cool. Uh, Technically, you were supposed to do the green room because the last time you were on, you said you would do it with us. But however, we did have some, uh, you know, slight issuing with scheduling. No big deal. But we still made it happen, and we're doing it now. And this scheduling is, is the bugaboo every time, man. Every time. Yeah, we've joked about if we double schedule. And it's like, hey, we got a friend that's kind of here at the same time as you. Do you mind doing this with us? But sometimes it's like, hey, I can't be in two places at once. And it's like, we get that. That know? will happen. That will happen. Yeah. Hey. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, we're going to, oh, we want to do the green oh, room and the drinking game with you because that would be awesome. As well as do your art. I've been checking out some of your stuff. I want to, I want to talk to you about this. Yeah. I want to want to see it over here. We want to put that up on our wall and not one of those small $20 prints. So we want to talk about getting something big on our wall where we can just leave it up. <clears throat> Since our last show, I popped over and checked that. So I, was like, Cause I dig your style. So yeah. I'm a, I'm an OG like California barrio kind of kid. So graffiti is my thing. Oh. So with what you're doing, I'm yeah. just like, bro, that's that's want, my style. Like, I that's want the sweatshirt on a sweatshirt. Basquiat, you need me and Basquiat. I mean, uh, he he's a he's a, a, a fence a fence kind of guy. Uh, you know, backyard fences and mm-hmm. alleys and stuff. That's good. Really good at that. Yeah, but well, because that's where you would find it. It's when you would just put stuff up. Because I mean, like, there's Banksy. Well, Banksy's an amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty much that same kind of style, but it's like quick throw up spray can. So it's stuff though too. Well, with Banksy, you need this. You need a drill. You you need a cement drill. You need. I mean, you got to take a wall. (laughs) Banksy is too hard to steal. (laughs) Just. Yeah, I just do sides of buildings, <laughs> anything that you can't remove. He's very smart, that guy. <laughs> Have you ever been to Asheville, North Carolina? 
Not me. No. Well, what's they this? have? Um, they have just artwork all over. They let local artists just have sides of buildings. So there you, you go. Walk down, and it's cool. art as you walk down the street, and like this little tight knit. No, like, what's the name of the town? City? Asheville. Asheville. Yeah, See, it's like it's a picture, area. It's a really good. Well, area. I picture that would be like an old. Um, who, who who would I say, uh, like Michelangelo Rome? You know, if you look at old drawings of the cities and back in the 15th century, there's no billboards, but they painted, the painters just painted on walls. Everything, I mean, it must have been like downtown L.A. or, or like Asheville, I'm sure. Nice. Well, yeah, just, you go Everything's your canvas. If you go over to uh, Europe, Europe has a lot of graffiti walls. And I mean, I'm talking like Spain, Italy, Germany, all the. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, yeah, I dig that stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. Especially Germany, because Germany's huge on American hip hop and has been for a long time. So they're, and it's very much like 80s, 90s true hip hop where it's like breaking graffiti, you know, uh, MC knowledge. Like it's the five elements of hip hop. Like they super celebrate it over in Germany. It's beautiful. Really? Yeah. Well, all I know about is the, the, the walls, the, 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 the drawings on the wall, the paintings on the walls and, in the old days, back in the day, but hey, man, I'm all, I'm all for it. They're, they're taking them down now. People get like PO'd now about that. Hey, why are you painting that wall? Or or they're painting over art, which is really weird. I don't get that at all. Why would you paint over something that's really cool? You know what? Back in the day, like old school New York style graffiti, when you would bomb a train, yeah, it was like sacrilege. Oh yeah, yeah, like the trains, yeah, like that. If another artist came and bombed your stuff, that was like straight dis. Oh, oh, oh. well, the beaches down here are, are, are cool because they have, you know, walls for, I don't know, sand or the water or whatever. And that's all graffiti. They, they have, yeah, they do have walls for graffiti now. And you can bomb somebody else's graffiti. And it's just over and over. The paint. And this has been going on for years, so the paint must be about that thick. <laughs> yeah. People bombing other people's the areas. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's the. Uh, oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, there you go. Oh, I just lost. Ooh, just get Oh, that's not the. Where oh, are you? Oh, hey. What you? Oh, there, there. The there you go. The billboard that you saw that didn't look, it looked questionable. That was a statue. There you go. The I can fix but that. But this book. is just walking down the street. Wow, man. That's great. It's all over. That must city. have been like old Rome, you know. Only it was Raphael, you yeah, know, right. and those guys. But the cool. Vinci that was Homer Simpson. Wow, look at that. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that where it's. Yeah, and then the old the trains were the greatest, though. The New York trains were the greatest. That that was unbelievable. So that was art, man. They should take one of those cars and put it in the museum. Everything else, I just went to the museum the other day down here in L.A., and they have huge steel walls, about two stories high and about, I don't know, an, a, a city, a small city block, and it's just one sculpture. Yeah, it's about two, two stories high and about a city block big. Oh. On the ground floor of one of the museums. So they should have a train, one of those New York trains. I think that would be cool. But yeah. that's just me. 
That's just I agree. Awesome. So me being an old school like '80s cat, where hip hop was really starting to you know get its grounds, where you mm-hmm. all about the break in and the MC and and the graffiti specifically. I'm an old bomb kid. Like I love throwing a Krylon on. Oh, really? Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, I threw up in the tag and I've never seen one of those guys. So that they look like you, huh? They always do it in the middle of the night or something. I come, I walk by. Hey, that wasn't there yesterday. Uh, yeah. Well, it always got me for passes. Like, like where oh, are they yeah. strapped up? Like how do oh, you, you know, you just dangle, bro. Like they're just hanging on to stuff just on the overpass, like right in, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. Atlanta, there's like this notorious graffiti artist that pops up in the middle of the night and you just wake up the next morning and like, there's this whole piece of artwork everywhere, but it's yeah. like, it's all good. nobody I don't I think has caught him to know exactly who it is. So it's like a mystery of who this person still is. Well, I'm, I'm kind of for him. Unless it's, unless it's dumb or stupid. And then I'm not, no, it's good. I mean, you know, it just, it, there's other, uh, other measurements is he wearing besides like- the graffiti, but some graffiti. Is just well, but so if it's proper graffiti, meaning it's a part of hip hop, it has to have education in it. Cause that's one of the five elements of hip hop. Oh, really? Raise your community with education. Like that's, that's a part of what hip hop means. That's why we say there's a difference between rap music and hip hop. Rap music is cats just rhyming, you know, horrible in bombs with in bomb after it. And it's like, dude, this is stupid. And you know, you're, you're a waste of time. Hip hop has culture. It has beauty. It has representation. It tells a story. It's a lesson. It's do hip hop. That's why it's like Wu Tang is for the children because Wu Tang is hip hop. They're all about, you know, MC and lyricists, you know, supporting their community, education all of it so i mean or true either, graffiti is a part of hip-hop you either came to party. Yeah, i you got re- a message this morning of my twin nieces like hyper focused like could not tear them away in a trance to snoop dogg's child's uh videos on youtube where he like educates children and, and toddlers and teaches really? them like oh. he has a song of affirmation and like oh, well yeah his new stuff is actually great i've heard some of those and he's stuff. big and giving back to his community too like he's a football coach like he's really? been very active in his uh the schools that he grew up in as well as his children's schools and like giving back and making sure that like, he's building the community that should be there and not Keeping people out of trouble and stuff too. Why don't people know about this? He's no, got. I don't. I don't know. I mean, in in his neighborhood, or you you guys know. Oh about yeah, because yeah. he, he doesn't promote my circle. Nobody knows about it, so it's really yeah, weird. Because he doesn't brag about it, he doesn't put it out there and promote it. He's just like, yeah, I just. Well, he has documentaries, not documentaries, but like shows on Netflix where it shows you like his. It's. It's not a sitcom. Yeah, there's there's like, maybe it's getting out there. Man, I mean, maybe because it's certainly needed. I mean, you, you, yeah. Yeah, that should be what's going Positive on. Positive influences leading by a good example is definitely always yeah. needed. Yeah, I mean, when you were, I think you told us it was Nick Cannon also goes to like prisons and does like, mm-hmm. uh, hey, this is. He I- takes college classes with the prisoners through Howard University. He sits oh. with the prisoners and takes classes, I think, three hours a week. It's like one one day a week with his entire busy schedule and recording and everything and filming. Cool. But, 
Yeah. Dude, yeah, we really love that cool kind there. of stuff. Absolutely. That's why I was like, dude, I love your art because it just, it reminds me of that. Like it has like, I mean, you say Basquiat, but to me, that's, you know, that's a uh, hip hop. It's, it's, there's a rawness. There's almost like a cartoonishness where it's like, Hey, this isn't actual, even though it's like, yo, I'm, I'm actually depicting that's something real. And I think a lot of your art that as I went through it, like there was, there was an emotion that I fell with it. Like to me, that's real. That's education. That's hip hop. That's graffiti. That's do I love your style, bro. I'll take it. Cool. <laughs> Great. I like it too. Bro, so you you told us about your That's all that really your, matters. Your episode in Barry where you had your Russian accent after we did the show with you, we went and all like started watching and whatever else. We loved your accent and your character, man. Like you you freaking sell it, bro. Like you're a dope actor, man. Like literally love and respect, man. We we appreciate you so hard. I felt I for just, you. I was like, is his eyes watering? Oh my God, this is so sad. Yeah, well, I, I was just, not expecting yeah, what that's was really about to funny. Because <laughs> they talk a lot about intent, you know, and, and backstory for actors. I mean, I just didn't want to get fired. That was my intent. Don't get fired. Just, you know, do the best you can under weird circumstances. And being an actor, I consider under weird circumstances, anything you have to do where you memorize lines in front of a camera stuff. That's a weird job that I had. I don't do that much anymore, just for friends. But yeah, that, that job was, they didn't know what I was doing. They didn't, they really, they really didn't. They told me that. I said, why didn't you direct me? I said to Bill Hader after it was over. Cause I didn't, and I, I said, Hey, you know, during this entire shoot, with me when I was I, when I was in front of the camera and the camera was you, you didn't help me at all you didn't you didn't give me any directions but you were directing other people why didn't you talk to me because I needed the help and he said I didn't know what you were doing Larry but it was great so I just backed off and let you do your thing and I thought well that's a, a great compliment. But he should have told me that in front. I mean, I because I was just nervous as hell doing that until later when I got in my, you know, took my costume off and was ready to leave. I said, can I ask you one last question? And he goes, yeah. And I said, why didn't you help? So I, I didn't know what you were doing, man. Well, his exact quote was, me and my partner didn't write it that way. Uh-oh. I go, what do you mean? He said, well... We didn't know what you were doing. We, you know, we didn't, we didn't write it that way, but we just uh, said, leave him alone. You know, just let him go. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's fine. It's interesting. It works. I mean, that's the, that's the whole thing. Either it works or it doesn't. That, that's the, the final measure of anything. Either it works, like, don't do that, don't do that. Oh, 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 it works. Cool. That's great. Leave it. No, no, keep it. Yeah, I mean, it's those kind of things. Did they really wrap you in the blanket and carry you out? Or does that somebody else? No, that's somebody else. Yeah, that was okay. they carried out. Because all that kept going through my head was when you were telling us about uh, like how you didn't want to drop Petty Marshall and how you were so concerned. So my oh, thought right. was, oh my God, if that's really him, like, what was this conversation? Like, you better not drop me. <laughs> like, oh, no, she didn't care. That's the oh, thing no, about Petty. Yeah. 
she she wanted to know. She says, no, don't worry about it. And I was thinking, I can't drop the star of this, you know, this series. I can't well, drop of her. What's going through those guys who's carrying the body out? If it was really you inside. Oh, the oh, oh! I, well, like, I don't know about that. No, whatever it was, it wasn't me. I, I don't. I don't know. They. I always wonder that too when they're carrying out a body that's supposed to be heavy and you can't see the head. And I, I always, or when they throw something off a bill, you jump off a building and yet you, you see the body going down. I always wonder. Now, sometimes you can tell because the body is falling just like, you know, a, a bag of, I don't know. You just, yeah, that's, that. you, you, you know, it's not a body. It's not a real body. Just like there. Or, and sometimes it, it's a real guy. Holy cow. What kind of trick is that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, I remember. In, in one episode, uh, I don't know what, what the episode was, but I had to push a guy off a balcony. And that was, I, I, I didn't go, but, and they got a stunt guy to do it, and they had the boxes down there. You know, they fall on, it's really weird. I didn't know about, you know, mattresses or anything. But what they, they don't use mattresses anymore, or maybe they never did. They use empty boxes. They just take regular boxes that you pack clothes in, you know, when you're moving, those big boxes about like that. And they just empty them. They're empty. They make them. They put the top on. And then they just pile them up. And, yep. and this was about two stories. Uh, it was at a, like a train station or a, a, like a, a department store where you, you have the, you can look over the edge and you can see down. There's a center thing. So I had to, uh, oh, I was a bad guy and I had a, and he was coming for me. So I had to push him and he goes over the railing and he falls two stories down and, and obviously dies. But what below them, below where, where he's going to fall, they had these, you know, about three, three levels of boxes piled down there. And there was a stunt guy. And he says, okay, now you got to hit me hard because I, I've got to use that. Um, energy of you pushing me to go back and flip me over the railing. So you got to, don't be afraid to push me. You know, he kept on saying that. You got to push me hard. And I'm thinking, I'm going to push this guy over a fucking balcony and he's going to die. And he, he's trying to convince me, no, it's okay. I do this all the time, which just blew my mind, you know. I mean, okay. I said, okay. And then they said, roll. And I went, I shoved him as hard as I could, you know, which was right. Boom. And he goes over the balcony and he disappears. And I hear, boom. And I look down and he goes, <laughs> whoa, that's like something else. Yeah, right. I can only imagine. Well, I do. To like, you know, shove him back down out of your neck. Like, oh, okay, okay he's alive. We're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you just uh, even though they keep on saying, don't worry, and, you know, insurance, and I've done this, and I'm a stunt man, and we rehearsed, you still, you don't want to do that, you know? You, uh, you're just pushing a guy over a balcony. And, that's, and we were like, what is the second or third story, you know, floor, second or third floor. It's a long drop. And, and, he, and he fell perfect, you know? He he fell, you know, flat out, just looking straight up. Boom, like that. I guess. Yeah, so, but it, it does weird things. Crash pads are awesome. My, my, my. Crash pads? 
Oh, oh, well, whatever that was. They were boxes to me, but crash pads are fine. They work. Anything that breaks the landing. Yeah, and you, but I couldn't believe it because I would, he'd say, no, don't worry about it. And I would look over and I'd say, but they're just boxes, man. You know, it's like, I was, I wanted mattresses, you know, and then I would, I would feel all right that I'm not going to kill this guy. But, yeah, but hey, movies is magic. <laughs> well, no, so I had, I had like the idea of Bruce Willis in Die Hard where he's like, come out to yeah. the house, we'll have a party, it'll be fine. It's just like, yeah, bro, just push me. Just you're like, oh, yeah, I see where this is going. I'm not going to just push you. It's you, you're going to hit, you're going to bounce, you're going to, I don't want to be, yeah. yeah, dude, I can, I would be freaking out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see on, uh, ever watch, um, what is it, uh, the Ridiculousness? Oh, yeah, yeah, we talk about that. Yeah, Rob uh, Rob Deerday or whatever. Deerdick, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes these people, when they fall or, you know, they jump from a balcony into the swimming pool, into the hotel swimming pool, and you're going to miss. I mean, it's just, that's nuts. It is ridiculousness. I mean, that always drops my hat. I'm like, please, please, please don't not make it in the pool. Yeah. Well, yeah, we right, and then they laugh. No, I, I can't. It, nothing. I've never laughed. Uh, it, it, uh, but they laugh. I don't get it. I don't get it. But I watch. Yeah, I watch it. I can't get my friends to watch it. They will not watch it. It's like a trick. And then I feel bad about watching it because my friends both watch it. Yeah. And if you do, it's because you like sympathize. It's like, oh, it's like when somebody slips and falls on ice. You're like, oh, no, God, it's just like you've done it. No, I, I just, I think the only thing that gets me through it is, wow, was that stupid? Yeah, Holy cow. <laughs> That's really stupid. I mean, but, but, uh, what was it? What is that? Ron Deirdre or whatever? Is that his first Deirdre. Deirdre? Yeah. Rob or whatever. But no, he, he never says that's really stupid. It says, well, we cut away because we can't show anybody dying. I mean, that, that's the only nod he'll give to, well, we think it's funny. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm, I'm watching. I can't, I can't watch the entire program after a while. Just, but, that's that's what I was thinking I was doing when I pushed the guy over, and these people don't have the um, the stunt guy vibes, <laughs> you know. They just do it. So, well, and, uh, here, here, hold my beer. That's how every bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold my beer and boom. Yeah, right. Oh, hold my beer. Oh, crap! No, get the camera. Yeah, no. What's this button do? Yeah, what's this button do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, but that's that goes back to, um, to America's Funniest Home Videos with Bob Saget. I mean, that's pretty much the homage to here, hold my beer, and then somebody turns the camera on. It's like, oh, this is not going to end well. And somebody. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, he was full he was funny, but I never, I, I couldn't, nah, I could never watch if it went bad, you know? No, I, I, he was, he was cool. Yeah, Bob, uh, Bob Saget. Bob, Bob Saget was cool. I mean, uh, on, freaking full house for crying out loud. Danny Tanner, come on. Yeah. Who doesn't look? Well, it's TV. The TV right. makes it okay. If it's on TV, it's okay. That that seems to be the mantra. Huh. Uh, hey, it's on TV. How bad could it be? You know. You do, the oh, thing is that people are submitting their own misfortunes to be televised and like. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I wonder if it's the guy who's filming it. Does he put it up? 
Or does he ask the guy whose face is in the mud or he lands on his face? You know, the skateboarder who wants to go down on the rail, you know. Well, see, America's Funniest Home Video was either the mom or the dad that had the camera. Now with TikTok yeah. or whatever else, it's the yeah, buddy. It's like, hey, are you okay with this? They're like, he's like, I heard a yeah. yes. <laughs> and they're just already <laughs> uploading it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really weird. It's, it's kind of it's kind of sad because I can see where I think it's going. You know, it's hey the the uh, uh, the uh, the Romans had had TV before they had TV. I mean, they just used real guys and real knives and real falls <laughs> and real lions. But it's the same thing, you know. It's just it's on TV, so it's yeah. okay. You know. Uh, Okay. Anything else we can we can uh, master? Thanks for bringing the room down, Larry. Gosh. Hey man, I mean, but, but see, that's where I see it going. And if I do laugh, that's why. It's you know, well, we got like anywhere from three to five hundred more years of Homo sapien tricks, and then stupid Homo sapien tricks. That's oh, the old. Uh, oh, uh, what was like, the old term? No, bread, and, bread and circuses was it something like that. What, so yeah, bread and, bread and circuses or stupid dog tricks. That was a. Uh, you know, it's, Mike judges idiocracy. So the oh, movie yes. idiocracy, where all of a sudden the idiocracy, yeah, all that. I mean, see, that's to me, that's all real, and oh, yeah. and, and reality is laughable or <laughs> or, or not real. Oh my balls! Yeah. Oh my balls! Yeah. No. No. That's yeah. Dude, yeah, Mike Judge. Well, yeah, we, he's one of my, he's he's one of my like top ten directors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's only now that Beavis and Butthead is really coming into its own. You know, like You're right. oh, I get it now. Oh, Office Space. Oh yeah. yeah. Office Space was Mike Judge. Did you ever see the movie Office Space? I don't. I don't know. I, I what was um, it? Who was in uh, it? Office. Oh, it was a, a slightly well less known uh, production. Um, it was. It was one of those like cult classics where it kind of came out and it was like, ah, oh, I did all right in the theaters, and then all of a sudden, like three or four years later, it's like, how have you not seen this movie? Are yeah, they, it's one of those. Yeah. Ones. But yeah, it was. It was, uh, it was Mike Judge like full on production. Right. The, the, uh, what, what was his, the name of his movie? Um, yeah. Office Space. He, yeah, he's the one that did no, the no, uh, the Mike Judge movie where uh, idiocracy. idiocracy. Yeah, yeah. If you look at it now, it's not funny. It's just real. You, yeah, it's, I know, Brian. Right? Spooky, yeah, dude, it is. Yeah, it's almost like um, uh, what's it's like. Yeah, this is not Office funny. Movie. This is what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> really, I, I, again, I joke and people. I don't joke and people laugh. You know. Uh, it, it, uh, that's why I always say I was like, "That's not funny," and people are laughing. I'm like, "I'm not, I'm not being funny right now." Like, yeah, right. I joke a lot, but like that, I, that was that well, was an honest statement. I think when he wrote that too, I mean, there was a study done that that basically proved his the whole theory was that intelligent people have like one or no kids. Yep. Yeah. Right. Not like, so intelligent, intelligent. Not so. You not know. as intelligent people have yeah. like three, four, ten. You know, <laughs> and what happened? Yeah, exactly. I mean, see, I was raised in that family. The the, the not so well, it wasn't not so intelligent. It was we don't want intelligence around here. That's what I grew up in. That was the 
the dome over my well, yeah, because that was the irony of your childhood is you had all of these books that were of like highly intelligent, like classics and whatever else. And, that's you know, when you, when you had the opportunity, it's just like those were there because it's like, oh, that's what the neighbors have. It was like you were keeping up with the Joneses and it looked good, but you actually got to read them. And it was like you didn't know they were the classics. So you actually got to read like really dope books when you were younger without knowing they were like the ones you should have been reading. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, uh, yeah. I guess I was lucky. It's kind of hard. Yeah, because my parents, I'm, maybe I mentioned this before, but my parents only bought things that would impress people, their friends, when they came over. They never used any of it. It was just to look good when people came over. So we had like, you know, the quote, encyclopedia. Piece. It, was what? It, was, it was a talking piece, like air quotes. Yeah, so we had all the, the, all the great books. You know, the Encyclopedia Britannica. So that's all I read when I was, you know, five, six, seven, when, when you were learning to read comic books and stuff. I, I read those things because that was the only thing in the house to read. But uh, they didn't like intelligence. They, 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 were, they were what we call now n not bright people. I don't want to get you, too you into choose, the weeds choose your here. Words. But. Yeah, you know, choose your words. <laughs> But it was not a not an intelligent. It was not a great place to grow up in, you know, t t teaching wise. I guess. Uh, but now I, I have yes, I read Cervantes and I read Tolstoy and I read all that. But I didn't know what I was reading. I was just reading. It was like a a comic book. But now I have the images. Now when I, you know, sort of thumb through it, oh, I see. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, it's what stories were based on. They were just good stories. Basically, they were just good stories. Well, so now let me ask you this. With that in mind, what would you say, how much of that has actual influence on your art, like the literal paintings that everything, you Everything. Everything. Like percentage. I mean, when I write, I don't write because I listen to hip-hop or, or uh, rap, uh, although I do. I, I write because I saw this or I read that, or, you know, from before I went to college. Anything I read before I went to college. I think college was my mistake. If, if I have any mistakes in my life, it was college. Now, I don't know, you know, if you went to Harvard and you're a lawyer, good for you. I didn't, I'm not a lawyer, I didn't go to Harvard. I went to Syracuse and I studied industrial design and I became an actor and an artist and a poet. So, go figure. I just didn't use anything, but they may, you know, the assignments, you know, like in high school and stuff, I, I, that was familiar to me because of my, my house. Oh, I remember Cervantes. I was reading that when I was 10. I could do a book report on that, but not because I was in high school. It was because, oh, it's familiar. I, I that was in my house. Nobody read it except me, <laughs> but, uh, and it was funny. Yeah, I laughed. When I read Cervantes at like 10 or 11, I laughed my ass off. That guy is funny. Cervantes. 
Don Quixote is a great book. Oh yeah, it is. That was the comparison. Yeah, the comparison is just like I do not. I do not like green eggs and ham. You're over here just like Don Quixote. It's just like wait, what? Well, no, wait a minute. Uh, Nothing wrong with Doctor Seuss, man. Oh, but you agree. Agree. That's the comparison. Is your you know your your other peers were literally reading comic books because that way that was when comic books were really at their height almost where it's like all the stuff. Oh yeah, I guess the class. Yeah, are you talking about? classic comic books and uh oh yeah 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 the ogs all we're always talking ogs we don't talk new stuff what's ogs yeah what original gangster og oh oh, 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 original gangster yeah um i i guess i mean like see the thing is luckily for me i don't know what the deal is but uh i was my there's two, there's two people I found in me, and I'm like schizophrenic. There's the one, you know, the, the, the conscious one. I guess we all are, and the, the one that is just totally run by my hearing. You know, it's subconscious. It's uh, the music that I remember, but don't know that I'm listening to it until late. Or books that I read, it just goes in one ear and it doesn't go out the other ear. It gets stored somewhere where I, I can't get to it consciously. Pop out at the but, <laughs> but when I need it, when I'm painting, you know, oh no, oh, oh yeah, this is like Picasso, this is like Cezanne. I mean, the colors. I'm, I'm not that good, but I know where I'm pulling from. You know, at least I have a reference point. That's all I'm saying. And it was just stuff that I heard or saw, but it didn't register consciously. I mean, when I learned to play the guitar, like, do you guys play any instruments at all? I do. I guitar. Can. Guitar? Okay, well, I play guitar. Yeah, I taught myself to play guitar. So when now I can, you know, sing and write a song and sing and play it. Oh, but yeah. When I'm, so we're making Wikipedia true. We're singing now. Be on the mass singer. Yeah. It's well, no, no, what I'm talking about is you're playing the guitar. I'm talking about guitar. I don't know the other instruments, but you're playing the guitar. You have the fingering, which is the the, the notes. But you have the strumming, which is the chords and the rhythm. And then you have the memory of the song that you're singing. And now you sing it. So you're just having a fun time. You're not thinking about the, the hand or this hand or the, you're just playing. And then I always wonder as I'm playing and I look over here to this hand and I'm going, you know, I'm playing and I'm singing this song and I'm having fun and people are singing along. But who's taking care of my fingers? I'm not thinking about it. I'm just having fun. And it's going to the right notes. It's hitting the right things. You know, now in the beginning, I was teaching it. So I know it's muscle memory. Uh, muscle memory. I understand that. But I'm not thinking about it. And I'm not taking care of it. And like there's a lot of things that go in. Pilot. It's autopilot. Right. So if that's going on and I'm conscious that that's on autopilot and I'm not thinking about it. If I'm thinking about the fact that I'm not thinking about it. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, how much more is going in and I'm seeing that I'm not thinking about it and it's going in and it's registering and I'm also doing it and I'm not thinking about it's it. It's almost like when you know you're what thinking I'm saying? about what your fingers are doing, that's when you mess up. And then you start thinking, exactly. And when I start thinking about it, that's when I make my mistake. Like I so, so it's how much of the subconscious and unconscious is really most of your conscious waking hours. That's... And that's why the only good I can glean out of my weird upbringing is the stuff was there. And luckily, nobody was paying attention to it. Not my parents. But there's nothing else for me to 
pay attention to. So I had to pay attention to that. And it, I lucked out later, you know, now that I'm writing, okay, I, I remember reading Jack Kerouac, and I remember, you know, I haven't read anything new in years. So I, I just started reading again because I stopped acting. I'm reading now. Holy cow. There's a lot of interesting stuff in me. But so where was I getting all this writing? I wrote a book. Where did I get the chops to write an entire book? Because of my upbringing. It was just in the house. And I recall, I recall the jokes in Cervantes and Don Quixote. I remember those. I mean, I'm a comedian, so I, mean, I have a proclivity for that. Well, but I have a proclivity for it. A lot of people... I have a proclivity for okay. helping others or being a doctor. But I mean, I can remember that shit. I mean, freaking Sancho Panza always attacking the freaking windmills because it's a giant with arms. He's like, "How dare you, good sir?" You're like, "That's that's it's just a Don Quixote, that's Don Quixote." Sancho Panza told him, "Stop tilting at windmills, old guy." That that was the relationship. The old guys don't do what you're doing. Chivalry is dead. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, when I got into a fight in college, I learned very quickly, chivalry is dead. I don't even think it ever was, frankly, you know, but okay. It's, so I have a question for you. Yeah, you, you said, uh, I know where this is going. No, you said a hot minute ago, uh, you do listen to hip hop slash rap, however you want to quantify it. Yeah. What is one of your favorite lyricists? Not so much like band or group, but literal lyricists. So poet mm -hmm. out of out of hip hop slash rap artists that you listen to. What's your go to? You're like, you know what? I want some hip hop. You're going to put this individual or group on. What is that? Well, the first name is Jay Z, but um, there's one old back in the day guy who. Um, Grandmaster Flash. Yes! I love you, Larry Hankin. You are awesome. <laughs> I approve of your taste and I want to be your friend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Grandmaster Flash. Which he, He's true hip-hop. Well, and oh, but so that's why I said, man, earlier, hip hop really embraces the five elements, which one of those is education slash caring for your community, but with an artistic output. Yeah. Break entertain with. and not artistic and, and entertain uh, artistic yeah craft yeah artistic yeah it, it, yeah yeah but it but it's entertaining art craft you know what i'm saying oh yeah uh, there's a lot of art i just went to the museum uh yesterday day before yesterday big la museum and a lot of stuff is great and a lot of stuff i recognize and you know the picassos and all that but there's a lot of stuff that's I don't like. I don't like it. I don't know why it's here, except maybe uh, because it's just part of the past. I mean, this is what was going on at that time. Uh, so, yeah, but it's got to be entertaining. I mean, you could have. Yeah. Uh, so but art, I call it art. I call it craft. I call it entertainment. It's all kind of one Have you ever seen it's got to be teachable something something there some puck some heart some some solid something in you know in there you know so i said some hip reason hip-hop and break have some meat to it yeah. some meat to it yeah yeah close to the bone you have know? you ever seen the movie beat street what 
Right from the eighties, the uh, the whole break dancing movie in the New York City where you're talking about like bombing. And what is it called? D what street? B street. B-E-A-T, like Beat Street. Oh, Beat Street. No, no, I never, I never even heard of it. Oh, bro, if you if you're talking about with your graffiti, with your art style, Bosque, with that style and liking Jay Z and things of that nature, you need to watch the movie Beat Street. Street Write a note, please. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna send this to Larry. Where I'm gonna send you a. Yeah, you're gonna want to watch this. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna buy you your own personal copy. You're gonna want to have this on DVD, bro. (laughs) Yeah, I got you, JD. Again, write this own personal copy. Like I said it. Oh, there. Well. Okay, you know, I know I have never uh, yes, said it. Bro. I'm gonna there's a white guy in it. No, maybe, maybe not. I don't think he's so. Italian. I don't know. Yeah, he's Italian. <laughs> Wild style. John, it looks like he's uh, French. John. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it does look French. You're right. I agree with you. Yeah, no, yeah, literally write this down. I'm, yeah, on the record, have it be known. I'm, I'm going to send you I, I your own it. copy of Beats. Okay. Okay, I know where you live. Yeah, you so do. You better. I mean, I, I come I, through. Who? You do. What the? <laughs> what? No. I got you on Google Maps right now. Don't worry. I know he's it. just like go, red team go red team. Oh my god! Yeah, Larry, you're scaring me right now. Do you actually know where I live? Oh my god! <laughs> well, I can find out. Wikipedia. I can Wikipedia. <laughs> so I was like the Russian like mob killer, and there he was coming out. He's like, I know where you live. You're like, oh my yeah. god, he knows where I live. <laughs> Which dude, no, seriously. So you're you're seeing in I was I was so captivated. Like, so your cadence and your tempo, because like you said, backstory on your Russian mafia killer person for Bill Hader's, you know, Barry was, you know, I had my family, I'm a liar, I'm this, I'm this. I could literally feel you as this individual be, you know, regardless of whatever you think the accent was, like I felt your character. I was like, dude, this guy is going through some shit right now. Like, let it happen. <laughs> Like I said, I felt bad for you. Like, no, yeah, no, wait a minute. I, I, I can't tell you this, man. When I did that, now, my, I, I swear, my intent was not to get fired because I Bill hold Hader. Bill Hader in awe. I think he's a great guy, a great actor. He's a great. fun guy. He makes me laugh. He's got it covered. He, he, he's one of the ones. Okay. So uh, when I got the job, I auditioned, I got the job, but I, uh, I wanted to do a good job. So I did my homework. I did what I never do. I never do any backstory or anything like that. I just go in. It's because it's improv. You, I mean, I did improv for 10 years. You just call me to be a doctor. Boom, you're a doctor. I mean, there's no, you don't think about it. You just do it. <laughs> so I, that's what I did. Okay. But. When I was doing it, I was thinking, I don't want to get fired. But so that's why it was the intensity. Intensity was not to get fired, not I'm into my, you know, he's he's into the groove. That wasn't that. Okay. So in one of the last, they shot me for about an hour. Now, if you keep on doing the same part, over and over for an hour because they're, they're filming and that's how films are made. You know, stop, go, stop, go at a different angle, different angle, blah, blah, blah. I got, to, so that's also rehearsing. You keep on doing it. You get further and further into the character 
And that again is subconscious muscle memory. It has nothing to do with my conscious thing. I'm just trying to do it again for the director, not rehearse and get into it. Yeah, get in okay, there. So I'm, I'm following what he's saying for my own reasons. Okay. And one of the last shots as we, this was my last shot, they, they shot it about three or four times. And this is my last shot before I'm going home. And about the third take, I was really into the character and I could finally feel what you and, and JD were talking about. Oh, I get what this guy is going through. Again, consciously, you know, because you don't lose, you can't lose yourself in the cast. Okay. And I heard, and my lip, my bottom lip started to tremble. And I, and I thought, I'm not even doing that. that that's like my fingers. I, I didn't even think about trembling my lips. But my body had gotten into that space where it was reacting to the, my, my wife leaving and the, and the kids. So I lived with, and I heard a whisper. Now, you're not supposed to talk during a take. And I heard somebody say, his lip is quivering. <laughs> so it's enough to snap you out of the, I just kept on going because no, it's, I want to get out of here. I always want to go home. I, I don't, I don't like too much, blah, blah, blah. You know, let's just get it. So I thought, no, no, don't make me break. Don't, don't get me out of this. <laughs> and then I think, I did it once more, and I said, I hope he prints that one, because I had nothing to do with that. And, and then they did one more take. Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, the donut scene in Home Alone, where you finally got it, and everybody just like, it's like cut. It's like, oh, my God. You're like, what is so freaking funny? And yeah. the donut fell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, my, my intention and my way of doing my job of laying bricks and fixing the pipes it's my way, and it's not necessarily what, you know, the, the, the director or, who, or the writer had in mind. And generally, if, if it's a serious part and a big part, you get together and you talk about it so everybody doesn't go off. Because just writing, you can interpret any, any way you want, you know. So you get, but we never talked about it because it was a small part, you know, Stovka. So I, they just had me do it, and... They said, well, that's weird. We didn't write it that way. Let's, you know, and they, and they were smart enough. Bill Hader was smart enough to just keep his hands off and say, yeah, but it's working. So it's not us, but let him do what he wants. But if he would have mentioned that and told me, what the fuck are you doing, Larry? Uh, I don't think I could have done what I did because he would have made me conscious. It would have ruined uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. It, would, it would have, yeah. You know, so and then sometimes it, it works the opposite way i did um in uh, escape from alcatraz uh i had a crying scene it, uh, my last scene where they escape and i can't get out of jail i can't break the thing the so i'm left and, and i i so the director came up to me and it's not in the script by the way it's not written he cries but the director before the scene came up to me and he said, uh, by the way, because I was playing cards, you know, waiting for my scene to come up. So I was playing the poker with the with the crew who wasn't working on whatever they were shooting while I was waiting. So we we're playing cards and uh, the director comes up and he goes, what are you doing, Larry? I am playing cards and waiting for my scene. You know, he says, well, you got to cry. And that was the first time 
he had meant, or anybody had mentioned crying in this scene. That would have been good to know. Like, there's no crying in Alcatraz. <laughs> no, that's that's baseball. The green room where I just said that it's like, oh crap! Now I got a drink because he just referenced, you know, League of Their Own. It's like there's no crying. But, um, so, so. He came up and he said, "You got to cry." Now I'm I, I'm not an actor. I'm a stand-up comedian, so I don't know how to cry. I mean, the technique for crying. I can cry if you know my best friend is killed. Okay, but you know, just as an actor, I don't know. I don't know that exercise. I don't know how to do that. So he said, "You got to cry," and it shocked me because I got, you know, I said, "How long before I have to cry?" And he said, two hours. You got two hours." And I go, man, I can't do it. I mean, I'm dyslexic to begin with. So I need like three days just to memorize real words, but to cry. So I knew I was in trouble and I thought I was going to be fired. I always think I'm going to be fired. That's why I'm, I think <laughs> I don't want to be fired. I don't want to be fired. So, it's, so I thought, and he said, um, you got to think about not thinking about it. Well, yeah, which is really hard. Don't think about a white horse. You know that old one. You know, go in a corner and don't think about a white horse. Uh, so he, he said, he even helped me because he saw the look on my face. He said, you know, you got to cry. And I go, what? He goes, well, can you cry? And I, it is the first time. So what I said was, well, I, I don't know. We'll see. Because that was like an honest answer. And he goes, hey, look. I need you to cry in that scene. So if you can't cry, you better go into your dressing room and slap yourself silly because I want you to cry. And then he walked away. And I go, whoa, man. You know, and, and I thought we were friends. You know, I'd be like, crap, point. no, I'm really going to get fired. No, I'm really yeah, going to get fired. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I thought well, up until then, because I was there for three months. So, I mean, this is my last day. And yeah, what happened to the friendship? You know, he's just, Give me this. And the, the, the other guys who I'm playing poker with are, you know, like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, because he's hollering at me, going, you got to cry, man. So I went to my dressing room and I did. I started to stop myself. It didn't work. It didn't work. So when I came out, so this is an explanation of, of that Stovka scene. So I, I, he says, you're up. The two hours are up. And I go, I don't know what I'm going to do, you know. And uh, it's like, I can fake a Russian accent. I can't fake tears. I can't make tears come out of my eyes. I mean, I can't do that. So he goes in and he says, you ready? And I just said, yeah, because I wouldn't cop to it. I wouldn't say, I don't know how to cry. I can't cry. I just said, sure, sure, fine. So he you sat me down. Russian accent? Yeah, I know how to do a Russian accent. <laughs> yeah. Can you cry? Yeah. Can you ride a horse? Yeah. Can you throw somebody off a building? Yeah. I mean, you just, <laughs> what the fuck, you know? Uh, you just say yeah, and then you figure it out. So uh, he uh, he puts me in a in the in the cell, and then he, had, I guess everybody had told everybody because everybody started coming around. All of a sudden, everybody could start gathering around, and he put the camera. If you if you notice it, the camera is only about that far away from my face. I mean, oh yeah, about that far away. You. Yeah, it, it was it was it was a. Thing is right shoved in my face, and he says, "Are you ready to cry, Larry?" And it, it wasn't like a challenge; it was like you know, asking another working actor, "Can you cry?" She's, "You ready to cry, Larry?" And I go, "Yeah, uh, yeah. okay." And I knew I, I wasn't going. She says, "Okay," and action roll the camera, 
And he says, okay, Larry, cry. And I'm going, and it's, it's not happening. I mean, it's just obvious. And, you know, and there's a silence, you know. And, and he goes, oh, cut. And he goes, hey, uh, Charlie, bring it in. He was uh, not even thinking. He goes, cut, Charlie, bring it in. So this, uh, oh, this big guy comes in, uh, part of the, you know, his crew, the, the camera crew, comes in. You know those old um, uh, grandma perfume bottles? That's a little glass cut, and it's got a thing with a bulb on the end of it. Yeah, yeah, goes, oh, yeah. yeah, okay. He comes in with a, one of those, a little grandma perfume bottle, and he sticks it in between the camera, you know, like a, it's like this, and he sticks it in here, and he just blows it this way. So the it's, and this mist goes go right by the camera, like that. And I start to tear up, and I'm crying like crazy. And, and the and he says, cut, Larry, great. Everybody applauds, you know, great, great, Larry. And then it goes, Was it tear gas at a perfume? Well, yeah, I said, well, well what, ha what just happened? I just said that. He goes, cut, and everybody splits, and they go, great, great. Th thank you. One take, and it's done. Thank you, Larry. They break down the camera. And I go, what was that? What just happened? And he said, that's called wintergreen, Larry. And that wintergreen, that bottle, has gotten more actresses, Academy Award nominations, than anything else in movies. Yes. Cool. True story. <laughs> so I thought, oh, wow. Man, they're covered for everything. They're covered for everything. Boxes, wintergreen, perfume bottles. But the thing was, the perfume, he didn't have a, a, a modern thing. He said, you know, it was right. like so ridiculous. That's a perfect atomizer, though. And I mean, that's like just as you were doing it, I literally. Yes, it was so fine a spray. It was. Yeah, you're right. It was a perfect atomizer. I think if they use a regular spray, like a bug sprayer, it comes out too heavy. You can see it and it probably would wet your, your face or something. But this is just a fine mist. It was beautiful, you know, and then. Then you count one, two, three, and just my eyes welled up. They got red and tears were pouring down. Sure. Cool. It's all that. It's all cool. See, I just can't get behind it. I can't get into it. See, I can't get locked in. I just was, I was passing through. I always thought that because I, I didn't dream about it when I was a kid. I didn't think, dream about being an actor. I just fell into it, you know, through friends and making money and i can do it and okay but i always thought it was i'm just i'm passing through here this is not going to be the the end all of what i'm doing right now i'm, I'm writing books the, that's what i really want that that's like that guy you got to get that guy that that book <laughs> you gotta get oh, yeah, that no, you know, uh, we'll uh, we'll yeah, insert definitely. here for you right now uh yeah that guy yeah it's, uh, if there's any uh again when's uh when's the actual release what's your uh what's oh the at the end of this month or the beginning of march is is what they they won't tell me uh in, until it's i haven't gotten the uh, the final galley as they come learning i'm i'm learning book speak now yes. uh, <laughs> well, once you know galley galley and right. drop when are they going to drop it? That's publishing. When are they going to publish it? When are they going to drop it? And when do I get the galleys? So the, the final galleys. And I haven't gotten the final galleys, which is my final shot at making any kind of corrections. And once I okay that, 
you know, it's it's published. So I'm looking for sometime this week, I think, or, or next week. I'll get the galleys, and then boom, it's going to be published. It's great. It really is. I, That's so I read exciting. it the other day. Excuse me? You, I said it's very exciting. Yeah. It, it, it is, because it's something that I've been working on for, see, that's something I've wanted to do. That's not a job. That I wanted to do that, you know, my, all my paintings and stuff. And I wanted to write. I've always wanted to write. I, 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 I really want to do that. I can't, I can't not do it. Let me put it that way. I can't not write. Uh, but I can not act. You know, if I, if, if, if I don't get the job, I go, okay, cool. You know, you know, what I, you know what, what I do do though? That's I, a great attitude to, to have with anything yeah. too, because you're not attached to anything. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Um, well, I got that. Yeah. You, you just can't be a, a, attached to it. Uh, it it's too, uh, you, yeah. Well, because I didn't dream of being an actor. I always kind of dreamed of being a writer or a comedian or a poor painter. I mean, I wanted to do that when I was a little kid. I would watch uh, Milton Berle and think, wow, that's that's a great thing to be doing. You're there. The eyes in the face. We're going to end up owning two pieces of your art. So already, okay. so, but see, that's why that's why I asked you earlier, especially with the fact that you're, you know, as you're professing, you're more of a writer. It's like, hey, lyrically, who's your favorite hip hop artist? That's why. I mean, that's why I feel like it's oh, oh, yeah, and even more so now. I'm I'm trying to get back. I'm trying to get back into it, like when Grandmaster Flash was around, because uh, I do watch the news. I cannot, for some reason, I don't know why. Uh, for a long time, I couldn't read any books. I mean, for years, I just, it was, uh, well, the dyslexia, I thought, maybe it was not. But uh, if, I, if I saw a, a, a page of printing, when you open a book, a page of printing, it just was too confusing to me. I, I couldn't make sense out of it. I, I something with the dyslexia. So I stopped reading. Now, and the same thing with, with uh, hip-hop. So now I'm starting to get into hip-hop and listening to hip-hop again, like when I wanted to read books, and now I'm starting to read books. So I get my information from books, hip-hop, and, and, and certain newscasts. But I don't watch narrative anymore. I don't watch stories anymore. Yeah. They, they don't interest me. They, there's nothing on television that's really, you know, uh, it's boring. I watch for a while and then I start watching the camera work or, you know, it just, uh, uh, some rock and roll guy just, uh, well, in an interview on television that I was watching, and I don't even watch many of those, but he did say one thing that just like, and you know, they're all through your life. You get these one little things that, you don't even know who said it or why they said it, and it's just brilliant. He said, um, I love learning. I just don't like to be taught. Give me that again, man. That's more of that stuff. So, yeah, Billy D, Mr. Gemini, and Miss JD. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll, see you, I'll see you later. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm gone. Okay, if I can figure out how to, how to get off here. Boom. <sighs> And fam, we love you. We appreciate so you. Yeah, uh, be good to yourself. Be good to everything else. Much love. Peace. Peace. Peace.